the pandemic, social unrest, the state, and the White House. You are listening to The John DePietro Show. Good afternoon, everyone. It's John DePietro on this Monday. Happy President's Day, one and all. Right now, it's 106 on AM 1380 and also 99.9 FM. This portion of the program, hey, don't forget our friends at K's. What a great job they have been doing during this very, very difficult time. Stop in and see them at K's. They, uh, by the way, they, they also, I want to remind you, they uh, keep up their Facebook page. And they uh, have um, really uh, gone above and beyond during this uh, difficult time of the pandemic between the igloos and then uh, doing a lot of takeout. And the uh, bar is open, indoor dining. They have igloo dining, takeout, curbside. They had a great weekend special. I'm looking at the weekend specials at Keys. I mean, between Maryland crab cakes and oysters and Little Necks and meatball appetizer and prime rib, baked stuffed shrimp, surf and turf. Stop in and see them. And then the for Valentine's, they had delicious mango or strawberry bellini. Uh, really incredible, and I'm so happy for them because, folks, as you know, I think we, um, I think we are. Things are certainly getting better as far as uh, with the pandemic, and the vaccine is out there. And so, right now at 107 on this Monday, now he, the, my thought is, I think the next two weeks that this is like the difficult time. Okay, once we get through these two weeks, when we start to get into March, it's just easier and better. And even this week, now tomorrow's going to be warm. Tomorrow, the temperature is going to get to the mid 50s plus rain. So a lot of snow is going to go away. Be careful out there on the roads. Then you look at Wednesday. Wednesday's dry and sunny, so it'll dry up a lot of the things. So it will be cold. Thursday, they're talking about like a little bit maybe of snow, but the more rain on Friday, because I'm just looking ahead and I know we run the weather forecast, but the temperature is going to be 37 with rain, which gets rid of a lot of the snow. And then it looks like next weekend's dry. And then um, and then next week, when you start to just get like snow and rain. So this has been tough. But my point is, um, think of this next weekend's the final weekend in in February, which is good news. But my point is, once we get into March, how about today? Sunset today is 520. Then a week, you know, it's going to be light out until 530. I think as far as the pandemic and the next briefing, I believe, is coming up on Thursday. But if you're listing right now, you know, this it's to me, it's like if just getting through the next two weeks, the vaccine, um, more of it will start to come out. And I think. The challenging time is really the next two weeks and then the first part of March. When we get to St. Patrick's Day and then Easter this year is April 4th. Easter is April 4th. When we get to Easter, I think things are going to start to feel really normal. And then, you know, when you get into around daylight savings changes coming up, on March 14th, um, that week is St. Patrick's Week. I, I think when you get into, you know, there will be some element of March Madness and St. Patrick's Day, and you get closer. I really believe, 
like think over the next two weeks, more people will get the vaccine. The numbers are dropping as far as COVID. Children should be in school. There's no reason why children should not be in school. Children should absolutely be in school. That has been the, really the only good news is schools have proven not to be the super spreaders they thought they were going to be. But once we get into, if you're a restaurant owner, I, I think when you hit March, the, the hard part is going to be over. Folks, the restrictions, you know, don't, I don't believe this business, Dr. Scott. Well, we have to keep the field hospitals open because of the variant. There are 950 beds. 950 beds with the field hospitals that are available. 20 are used, 10 in each one. It's a joke. They should be closed. You don't need them. They're a waste of money unless they just think that, I don't know the formula, if whether or not the state's going to get reimbursed for it. But right now it's 1.10 in the afternoon. Good afternoon. It's Johnny Petro. I'm telling you that once we get into March... And we start to get some of those nice warm days. And, you know, there'll be a little bit of the crack of the bat. And I also think that uh, there's going to be high school football this spring, which I'm glad for those kids. Because I think that it could start to get some decent weather. I like the idea of that. Um, I I think things are going to dramatically change. And then once we get into April, April and May are going to feel normal. And I think this is going to be a really good summer. And I think people are going to be glad that to be out again. And and now we know the drill with the vax. The vaccine was the game changer that President Trump said it would be. It's exactly right. And, you know, I, I get that some people don't understand about the masks and the hand washing. And you don't go to work when you're sick and you don't go to school when you're sick and you don't spread germs. You got to wash your hands and you can't. That's a big part of it. I've had these people saying, don't you find it odd? What happened to the flu this year? Well, of course the flu's been down because people are getting tested. People are getting their temperatures taken. People are staying home when they're sick. Kids are not going to school when they're sick. People are working from home. People are washing hands. How does the flu and how do germs spread? The germs spread through shaking hands. People aren't shaking hands right now. Coughing in areas that then it spreads. People are not in those types of areas. Washing hands. The masks. I, social distancing is a big part of it. How many people listening right now at 112 on this Monday? You know, I was speaking to someone and they said that this year was the least amount of people getting sick of where they work. And they are back in the workplace. But they said they used to get a bug or some kind of a, a germ, and it would go through the entire office. And they said, for some reason, that's not happening. I said, what do you mean for some reason? I mean, it's, do people not see the correlation? My, my point is, it was unacceptable that for years that we would allow. Why do you think, you know, when you don't allow people to visit in the hospitals, a lot of people would go and visit someone in the hospital when they were sick. And they would spread those germs. People would go and visit someone in a nursing home when they were sick. And you shouldn't do that. So you don't go to the nursing homes. You don't go to the hospital. You don't go to work. You don't go to parties. You don't go to places. You don't go to church and shake hands when you're sick and spread your your germ around. When that is eliminated, 
I just don't understand how people don't see that. Like some people can't make the correlation. I, I don't. What this has also really exposed. And right now, 114 on this Monday. Good afternoon, folks, wherever you're listening. Uh, can hear my voice. Maybe you just stumbled into the station, whether it's in Massachusetts or Rhode Island or Connecticut on AM 1380 or 99.9 FM. What this has really exposed is just how many nitwits are living amongst us. Social media has exposed that I was talking about this with someone just the other day where I was saying, you know, years ago, someone who was a little, you know, kind of a nitwit who didn't know what they were talking about. If they wanted everyone to know their views, they would either call a talk show or they'd like write a letter to the local paper, letters to the editor. And then sometimes, many times the newspaper would not print it. Or if they would, it was just that was the way. Now, you have all these people that have no idea what they're talking about, but they have social media. And they post all the time. But most of them have no idea what they're talking about. And what the pandemic has also really shown is it's like the people living amongst us. A lot of people. It's it's a lot. It's a challenge for some people to just make it through the day. We've also learned. A lot of people, it's so important for people to be part of something that they're willing to suspend reality just to be part of a group. Uh, I think the pandemic has exposed just how gullible people are, how in, in a lot of different ways. There's as much as people talk about freedom and living their own life, what many people, I think anyway, we've realized is a lot of people have no intentions of living. They don't want to. They'd rather just follow along. When it comes to the simplest thing that they need to figure out, they don't know what to do. They're lost. Completely lost. As I describe it, they, if the plane, if you're ever like the plane goes down, like Gilligan's Island, you know, they should tell the story. The Gilligan's Island started with like 50 people. But then they were like nitwits that didn't follow direction. So then they ended up just with the seven castaways. That'd be like more like it. Or I've told you, watch the story, the, uh, the Poseidon adventure. The people that like, all right, so we're trying to figure out that the boat actually, the wave flipped over the liner. So we are upside down. So we need to get to the bottom of the boat. So we need to go up, but we need to get to the bottom of the boat. Because it's floating upside down. And then they would encounter the people and say, nope, we're going to stay right here and wait for help. And then at the end, there's just like a couple of people that make it out with the, the, the Poseidon adventure. <laughs> Maybe I know people don't, but I, I, I think you get it that like if people just step back. Some people, you know, tragically, sometimes in a tragic situation, you see people that make the wrong decision and it can cost them their life on september 11th tower one was hit 8 46 a.m it was hit by a plane it was felt by the people in tower two a lot of people in tower two started to leave the building and then they were told no it's okay it's just in tower one it wasn't in the South Tower, just the North Tower. 
So what did some people do? Some people said, I I don't like any of this. Something's going on here. And they continued to leave the building. Other people said, oh, okay, I'll just go back to my desk and stayed. And then we know what happened. So in this particular situation, folks, you know, the information is out there. And and I know a lot of I I still see the people that say they're not going to get the vaccine. The good news is no one's going to force you to do it. But if you look at the numbers, and that is the COVID numbers are down. The amount of people in the hospital are down. The people that are dying, the numbers are down. The vaccine is working. The social distancing is working. The hand washing is working. The mask is working. I don't know what to make about Fauci and the double masking thing. But my point is. Um, this is where people have to make decisions. You know, I do get email from some of you saying, now, John, do you think I should get the vaccine? I, I say that's your decision to make. But when given the chance, I will be getting the vaccine. But I also get a flu shot every year. I know I was speaking with someone that said I am anti-vaccine. I never get a flu shot. And that, you know, and <clears throat> you're free to live that way. But I'm I'm getting the vaccine. I do believe in getting a flu shot. I do believe in modern medicine. I do believe in those things. There are some people that said, I don't know this Jonas Salk, and I have no interest in whatever his little polio vaccine is. No interest in it at all. Nope. I'll roll the dice. Well, you know, I guess you can. You could do that. And then other people said, no, I'd I'd gladly do it. I don't want to end up in a wheelchair with polio. Folks, this portion of the John DePietro Show. Now, listen, wherever you can hear me right now, it's 119 in the afternoon. And it is I. It is Juan. First of all, you can always visit the website. If you need to get a hold of me in touch with me, go to DePietro.com. D-E-P-E-T-R-O.com. Now, uh, but we have a long way to go with the heating season. We do. That's why. But the good news is you can call jkale engineering 401-351-7600 now i know what you're saying but one i live in bellingham that's fine jkale guess what good news they're licensed both rhode island and massachusetts jkale engineering estimates are free financing is available listen to this they can reduce your oil bill by as much as 90 percent called jkale engineering if your heating system is not working efficiently We don't know what the next six weeks could bring. I do know you could call JKL, 401-351-7600. Now, I want to get to Lindsey Graham, who I still like. Some people are going after him, but he was on some of the Sunday shows. And um, I want to play this. First, he talked about Kamala Harris, but then he also talked about President Trump. This is Lindsey Graham on Fox News Sunday. Donald Trump is the most vibrant member of the Republican Party. The Trump movement is alive and well. People believe that he brought change to Washington policy-wise. It was long overdue. Uh, All I can say is that the most 
potent force in the Republican Party is President Trump. We need Trump plus. And uh, at the end of the day, I've been involved in politics for over 25 years. Uh, the president is a handful, and what happened on January the 6th was terrible for the country. But he's not singularly to blame. Democrats have sat on the sidelines and watched the country be burned down for a year and a half. That's and right. said a damn word. And most Republicans yeah. are tired of the hypocrisy. So, no, Nikki's wrong about President Trump. Uh, North Carolina, the biggest winner, I think, of this whole impeachment trial is Laura Trump. That's My right. friend Richard Burr, who I like and, and have been friends to a long time, just made Laura Trump almost a certain nominee for the Senate seat in North Carolina to replace him if she runs. And I'll certainly be behind her because I think she represents the future of the Republican Party. You know, I want to touch on um, that was Lindsey Graham, who I like a lot. He's exactly right. Nikki Haley is tone deaf. What was that all about? Nikki Haley, before, at the end of the week, she announces, oh, no, we shouldn't have followed Trump. She, she's nowhere. You know, I was never that impressed with her. Now, forget about it. Oh, my God. Now, forget I would, you know, encourage people to donate to, if she decides to run, to, to you know, running someone against her. Nikki Haley is tone deaf. The Republican Party, you cannot ignore the enthusiasm from the Trump base. If you're a Trump supporter, you know, I try to tell this to people. In the past, if the, if the Rhode Island Republican Party, who they've, they've always been slow to embrace President Trump, Massachusetts kind of the same. How about the fact, you know, President Trump did better in Rhode Island than he did in Massachusetts. They all kind of mirror each other. In Connecticut, it was basically 60-40. In Rhode Island, it was more 56-40. And that's not that I believe that. I think that in Rhode Island, it was probably closer. Rhode Island, if you eliminate a lot of some of the ballots that were cast, it was probably more like 44-52, right around there. Uh, But the Providence vote just absolutely killed the president. But my point is... I mean, I, I've covered things where in, in Rhode Island, if the Republican Party had 25 people to 30 people at like an event, it was considered success. There was 6,000 people at the Trump boat parade between Colt State Park, Rocky Point and on the water. 6,000. They tried to do a Biden event last summer, the Democrat Party of Rhode Island. They couldn't get 50 people. So some of these Lincoln Party people, Dawson Hodgson, Gary Sass, who's the other guy? Peg Larini, I think. Oh, after the Capitol, I'm leaving. Oh, I don't, I'll go away. You would not a win if, I mean, there, there's many people with the Rhode Island Republican Party, as I've said. They are more than happy to play the role of the Washington generals. That's it. Which are the team that they always, you know, they go against the, um, they uh, go against the Harlem Globetrotters and they just trot out there. And and I actually played for the Washington Generals actually one time. I, um, I, when the, the um, Globetrotters came to the Civic Center several years ago, uh, they drafted me and I was one of the people that, uh, played on the Washington Generals. So, and again, they're good. But, I mean, you know the drill going in. My point is they're, they're more than happy, uh, some of them, to then just uh, to lose. And there's a, there's a story 
in the Providence Journal, and they talk about um, this whole thing with the party affiliation and some of the people that are leaving. And John Paglarini, former GOP Senator John Paglarini, did not pause when asked, oh, it did. After that, the party's moving too far right. Listen, the party's not moving too far right with Trump. That's not true. If anything, it's becoming more diverse. The Rhode Island Republican Party needs to become less of a club and needs to be more of a true party. But the problem is it really wants to then just be a a group that gets together and they go to things and they don't want a lot of people. And a good example of that was there was there was no absolutely no representation from the at, at Rocky Point of Colt State Park for the Trump boat parade. 6,000 people. 6,000 people. You take Trump out of the mix. If the Rhode Island Republican Party said, hey, we're having a rally, they'd be lucky to get 30 people. So my point is, Lindsey Graham is exactly right. And I really like, I'm going to play that again. But what I really like that he hit on was they act as though you didn't watch what happened this past summer, right? Nancy Pelosi and David Cicilline and, and all the Biden people and the House managers, they, they want to pretend that you didn't watch every major city destroyed by Antifa and Black Lives Matter this past summer with the rioters. And by the way, they never went after all the rioters because you know why? Oh, they were just called protesters, misdemeanors and let go. Nikki Haley, I mean, do you want to talk about tone deaf? Completely tone deaf. Who does that? He's not going anywhere. He should have actually, as President Trump said, and frankly, we did win the election. You take out the pandemic. You take out all the absentee ballots, the mail ballots, and blah, 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 and voting for a month. And we're supposed to just believe that in Rhode Island, that Biden got 520,000 votes. I don't believe that. I've never believed it. No way. He's not going anywhere. And he shouldn't. And what happened on January 6th was the Republican Party and a lot of the people watched what happened all summer long and said, you know, hey, we'll do that. That seems like fun. We'll go with our hats and flags and we'll, we'll protest. Yeah. We'll do it for a few hours in the afternoon. We're not going to do it late at night. And we'll have to take the day off because we all have jobs. But I want to play that because that's so important that Lindsey Graham mentioned that. Um, and he's exactly right with it. The Republican Party, the Trump movement is alive and well. People believe that he brought change to Washington. Policy-wise, it was long overdue. Uh, all I can say is that the most potent force in the Republican Party is President Trump. Yep. We need Trump plus. And uh, at the end of the day, I've been involved in politics for over 25 years. Uh, the president is a handful. And what happened on January the 6th was terrible for the country. But he's not singularly to blame. Democrats have sat on the sidelines and watched the country be burned down for a year and a half and yep. not said a damn word. And most Republicans are tired of the hypocrisy. Right. So, no, Nikki's wrong about President Trump. Uh, North 
Carolina, the biggest winner, I think, of this whole impeachment trial is Laura Trump. Good. My dear friend Richard Burr, who I like and, and have been friends to a long time, just made Laura Trump almost a certain nominee for the Senate seat in North Carolina to replace him if she runs. And I'll certainly be behind her because I think she represents the future of the Republican Party. You know, that was Lindsey Graham on Fox News Sunday. Folks, good afternoon at 1.30. It's John DePietro, AM 1380, 99.9 FM. You know who they love? Who do they love? They love John McCain. They love John McCain. Why? Because he lost. Because he's an old white man that lost. McCain in those debates against Obama, where he looked like he had a stomachache walking around. How about the town hall meeting? McCain looked like an old guy that misplaced his car keys. They love, oh, let's, we want more like John McCain. Why? Because he lost. That's who they love. They like you as long, oh, he put up the good fight and he's a real statesman and they can, we think Megan McCain should, they love that. Same thing. They love, oh, Liz Cheney. She's our type of Republican. Why? Because she voted to impeach the president. Wrong. President Trump and his crowd, they're right on the money. You know, it, that's, you know and that's why. Like, they, they want Jeb Bush. Jeb Bush is, it's all, it's all mamby-pamby, BS. It's all, like, Talking points and cliches, and that's over. You can't. What I liked and still like about President Trump, can we use the word fighter anymore? You know, as I've started to say sometimes in the past, it's like in the movie The Untouchables, the Chicago way. You know, they, they, you know, they bring a knife, you bring a gun. They bring a gun, you bring a cannon. They put one of yours in the morgue. You put 10 of theirs in the morgue. That's the Chicago way. The reason they don't like Trump is because he understands what he's up against. He understands how devious they are and they lie and they cheat and they feel justified taking elections. And you're going to see Nellie Gobia is already out on the stump. Making the rounds. We've had the most secure election in Rhode Island. We had the perfect election. And everyone's just more than happy to take her word for it. Why can't we verify that? Why won't you release the voting list? Well, we don't want to do that. No, of course not. What a joke. Nikki Haley would talk about tone deaf. What? You're nowhere. The only reason you're somebody is because he made you an ambassador. What, are you going to jump out ahead of everybody else? You think you're going to beat that guy in a primary? Not even close. I don't know. Now, folks, it's a long way off. People ask me, do you think he's going to run again? Let's see where things are. Let's see what happens in the midterms of next year. So if you're wondering right now, at 132 on this President's Day, and you're wondering... Is President Trump going to run again? Uh, well, let's see what happens. I think that's a good bellwether to tell where things are going to go. Because let's see how, if he can help people get elected. In two years, if the Republicans can take over to the House and make Kevin McCarthy becomes the Speaker, Pelosi's kicked to the side, if they can retake the Senate, 
I still think Mitch McConnell, I still like him. I know a lot of people don't. I do. Um, listen, the Pence thing, uh, things got a little out of control with the whole Pence thing. It did. But I, I don't blame the president. I blame General uh, Mike Flynn and some of these other people. Lynn Wood, they were the ones that were stroking that whole thing. But my point is, if they can take back the House and the Senate in November of tw- next year, President Trump, remember, he came down the escalator in June of 2015. June of 2015, he came down the escalator. By the way, in August of 2015 was the, was, was the um, Iowa straw poll. August of 2015 was the Iowa straw poll. So for those that are wondering, one, do you really think President Trump would run again? couple things to watch are what happens, you know, the course of this year. But you have to get some people elected. If he can get some people elected, if he, because of him, and he gets behind or they ask him, right, he helps some people get elected to the House and the Senate, and they retake that. Now you come into 2023, and then August of 2023 would be the Iowa straw poll. And then there are some people who probably run against him, right, in a primary. That would be January, February, March of 2024. I know, folks, we're way far. We're three years away here. But that's when you'll know. If he's going to announce, I would think it would, it would be that. Now, what happens if he announces in June of 23 and then he wins the Iowa straw poll? What do you think is going to happen? Now, I also want to mention, this story is so stupid to me, and I want to um, play it for you. Again, folks, right now at 1.35, uh, on this, it's Monday, it's President's Day. This portion of the program, I want to give a shout out to our friends at Preferred Towing and Recovery. They're located in Lincoln. Our friends Mark and Christine, they specialize in towing, transport, asset recovery, which is repossessions and private property towing services. Preferred Towing of Lincoln. Do you know Mark? Call them. They buy, they also, you call them at 401-725-8500. Preferred Towing. Now, they also buy older vintage cars from the 60s and 70s. Maybe it's one that's been sitting in your garage for the last 15 years. Call today for a fair offer. Preferred Towing and Recovery, 401 401- 725-8500 or online at preferredrecovery.com. They're also on Facebook. They specialize in towing, transport, asset recovery, and private property towing services. Preferred towing. Mark and Christine right there in Lincoln. This story is so foolish to me. Uh, I don't even think it should be a story. And it has to do with this woman and her family And her family is the one that crafted the first Lombardi trophy. She's getting all this attention because Tom Brady was having a good time winning his seventh and at the boat parade. And when he tossed the trophy and she's all upset about it. And I want to play the story. A lot of work, a lot of hard work, um, a lot of hours go into it. It just really upset me that this trophy was disgraced and disrespected by being thrown as if it was a real football i didn't sleep for the past two nights because of this i was that upset because i i know the passion that goes into this trophy and how my dad and all all his fellow silversmiths are so proud to make this i personally would like an apology 
not just to me and my family and the other silversmiths, um, but to the, to the fans. Yeah. But guess what, lady? Uh, the fans don't want an apology from Brady. That's number one. So your family made it. Did you make it? No, you didn't make it. Your family made the first one. So your family made it. They did their job. You know what Tom Brady did? He won it. And with what he pulled off going down to Tampa Bay and in one year winning the Super Bowl, he can do whatever the hell he wants with it. Tom Brady last week, he let it rip a little bit. He got overserved. He caught a bad cube during that whole thing. He was in good spirits. And listen, if you are, if you make, name a car, you make a Mercedes. When that rolls off the line, whatever happens to that car after that is completely out of your control. What do you mean you didn't sleep that night? If somebody buys a brand new Mercedes and they decide to whatever, paint it, let their friend have it, let their child have it, crash it. Whatever. They have under no obligation to have an explanation to you. I can't believe they run this story. She wants an apology from Brady. Oh, yeah, how's it feel to want? Your family fulfilled the obligation. She's the daughter of Greg Groh, the master silvermith who created the very first Lombardi trophy. Talk about trying to make yourself relevant. Lady, did you make this? Did you make Lorraine Groh? The, the, the Tom Brady trophy toss is insulting to the family legacy. Excuse me? Talk about trying to make themselves relevant. You made the trophy. You didn't make it. Your family made the original one. Once it's delivered to the NFL, you have fulfilled your obligation. Whatever they do with it is completely up to them. The nerve of her. So Brady had fun. And he tossed the trophy. Listen, we've seen that trophy. They march with them. Uh, they've marched with them at Fenway Park. They, you see in uh, hockey, the Stanley Cup, they fill it up with champagne and they all drink out of it. That is completely out of your control. Or say, I don't like the way it was. T-. It's a football player. And it's a football trophy. The nerve of this lady and the way that's covered. Like he owes you an apology. For what? He won the trophy. Whatever he wants to do with it. It wasn't harm. Don't give me. You know, folks, we have to stop this whole thing of what could have happened. Well, you know, could have called fallen in the water and it could have. Excuse me. The Tampa Bay owner, they were more than happy to. You know, I if, if, if Tom Brady, if the Tampa Bay owner said, you know. I want to have someone build a replica of that because I want to give it to my family or friends or I want to give a replica of it to Tom Brady. That is their business. Like the nerve of this. I want to play it again. So what? He threw it in the, the boat parade. He was overserved. Someone gave him a bad cube with some, uh, with some tequila. It didn't fall in the water. My God, all last week we had to hear, well, you know, what could have happened? They could have kidnapped AOC. They could have kidnapped somebody. They could have taken us all hostage. They could have, the Trump protesters, they could have crashed a plane into the Capitol. They could have blown it up. They could have put, none of it happened. The nerve of her, you want an apology. You're not getting anything. I want an apology. Wrong. Let me hear that again. All right.
Here it is. I think I have it. Hold on, folks. Bear with me. God, this type of stuff. But I hate the way the media just kind of like plays along with it with this woman. Like, who cares? It's out of your purview. You don't get to decide that. You made the trophy. You don't own the trophy. I want an apology. I'm so upset about this. I couldn't sleep that night. What? What are you talking about? You have the honor that he, if anything, he brought more attention to it. I I don't understand. I mean, these people are like, (laughs) great, your family made it. And that's where it begins and that's where it ends. Right there. I don't know why I won't play. No, I won't play. All right, folks, good afternoon. It's John DiPietro. Just as I want to play it again. I also want to play uh, Nancy Pelosi. To protect and defend the Constitution from all enemies, foreign and domestic. And sadly, the domestic enemies to our voting system and our honoring our Constitution uh, are right at 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue with their allies in the Congress of the United States. We take an oath. You know, that is so unfair. She called the Republicans. That's Nancy Pelosi called the Republicans domestic enemies. You know, Steve Scalise, who was shot by a Bernie Sanders supporter, said, I was shot because of this unhinged rhetoric. Where's the media outrage? Congressman Steve Scalise. We take an oath to protect and defend the Constitution from all enemies, foreign and domestic. And sadly, the domestic enemies to our voting system and our honoring our Constitution are are right at 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue with their allies in the Congress of the United States. You know, why is it that when the Trump people and the Republicans, and again, folks, good afternoon at 143. It's John DePietro on this President's Day. Why is it? That all summer long, we watch these, quote, protesters, peaceful protesters, demonstrating, burning, looting. In Providence, they lit that police car on fire. All the damage, they destroyed New York City. They destroyed parts of Atlanta. They destroyed parts of Minneapolis. How about Minneapolis now? They can't even find people that want to be part of the police department. How come they weren't called domestic terrorists? How come out in the Pacific Northwest, when Antifa... Why is it that when Antifa, when they were, you know, destroying that federal courthouse, why is it, why weren't they called, why weren't they, they, why weren't they called domestic terrorists then? Right? Why not? Why is it just our crew? What an absolute joke. She didn't even make the trip. Well, I'm going back to that woman. But did that term, and that came down so quick. So quick did that come down. What a disgrace. Where are things going? Um, the Gorilla Glue Girl now has a full-time agent. You know, I thought that this was going to happen. Uh, um, I think, does that mean, 
I'm trying to just re- I'll, I'll get to this whole thing <laughs> um, I, I want to play a little more of the Nancy Pelosi stuff and then I will also once again the the fact that the Trump attorney told off that reporter who who by the way did gloss over the fact totally glossed over with the fact that they fabricated audio um, evidence this was uh, Nancy Pelosi with Cicilline standing right at her shoulder because they were afraid to defend their job respect the institution in which they served imagine that it would be vandalized in so many bad ways that I won't even go into here and that they would not respect their institute. That the president of the Senate, Mike Pence, hang Mike Pence, was the chant, and they just dismissed that. Why? Because maybe they can't get another job. What is so important about any one of us? What is so important about the political survival of any one of us that is more important than our Constitution that we take an oath to protect and defend. Oh, these cowardly senators who couldn't face up to what the president did and what was at stake for our country are now going to have a chance to give a little slap on the wrist. We censure people for using stationery for the wrong purpose. We don't censure people for inciting insurrection that kills people in the Capitol. Now she was so that is Nancy Pelosi. <laughs> she was so upset, um, folks. Right now, one forty-seven, and and I please visit the website depetro.com because as I wrote, no one has undermined democracy in my eyes. In our, no one has undermined democracy more than Rhode Island Congressman David Cicilline, completely exploited being the mayor of Providence. Redistrict himself, completely redistrict himself uh, with Gordon Fox at the time. So um, to make sure that he would have it. And by the way, he was way ahead of the curve with mail ballot fraud in, in a huge, huge way. So that somehow, you know, but it, it, it also goes back to what happened this past summer. That really was the game changer. That you're supposed to pretend you didn't see what you, that's what it comes down to. That you didn't witness what you witnessed. That we didn't watch as they were silent. Kamala Harris, I'm glad Lindsey Graham said that. Yeah, you want to talk about, let's maybe she ought to be impeached and we will impeach her. She was getting bail funds for, for some of the quote peaceful protesters that were rioting and looting and burning down all our major cities. And hurting police officers. What about that? This lady with the Lombardi trophy is a joke. It just really upset me that this trophy was disgraced and disrespected by being thrown. It's not your trophy, lady. I didn't sleep for the past two nights because of this. I was that upset because I I know the the passion that goes into this trophy and how my dad and all, all his fellow silversmiths are so proud to make this. I personally would like an apology, not just to me and my family and the other silversmiths, um, but to the, to the fans. Well, the fans were cheering it on. 
the fans, she's talking about when Brady threw the, the trophy during the boat parade. Um, no, there's, there'll be no apology coming. Folks, I also want to play, I, I love the sound of this. And this was the Trump attorney on Saturday who did not let it go when that CBS reporter started to say, well, let's, let's just forget that they may have doctored some of the evidence. Let's, that's not why we want to have you on. And start 
reporting more like PBS does rather than uh, 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 a TV news show that doesn't have any journalistic integrity at all. What I'm telling you is that they doctored evidence. And I believe your question says, well, it's only a Twitter check and, a, and changing a year of a date here. They switched the date of a Twitter a year to try to connect it to this case. That's not a small thing, ma'am. The other thing they did is they put Sorry. a check mark on something to, to make it look like it was a validated account when it wasn't. And when they were caught, they didn't say anything about it. They didn't even try to come up with an excuse about it. And that's not the way our prosecutors or our government officials should be conducting themselves. And the media shouldn't be letting them get away with it either. I'm tired of the biased media on both sides, left and right. What this country wants, what this country needs, is this country to come together, to take the left and the right and find a middle ground and start responsibly being our public officials, our elected officials. And the new, and the re, one of the reasons why they do it is because of the media, because the media wants to tell their narrative rather than just telling it like it is. And frankly, I'm tired of it. I'm not a media, I'm not in front of your cameras all the time, uh, but when right. I've been subjected Sir, I, I, to I, I this understand. last week. I understand, yeah. and I've given you, you the opportunity. You don't want to hear the truth. Yeah. Okay. I've given you the opportunity. I, I will remind you that what I said was that for our viewers who have not been following all of the hours of, like of this trial, we heard what you said. Atlanta what, Zach. You, what you are speaking we about. You. And I understand I'm speaking that you about the House manager's upset. failure to prove their case. Yep. That's, that, that's what I'm telling and you. They you weren't able to prove their the case. Acquittal. You have won the acquittal of your client. Yes, and if I you'd did. like to continue to talk about this conversation, we can have that discussion. But, uh, but for me to ask a question, a, a, slant, a, a slanted question, viewers, a slanted question that was set up question. to say it's okay for them to cheat. That was your question. Is yeah. it okay for that. them to cheat? I didn't it's say just that. a little bit. Yeah. You, you said know, to be fair, it was only fine. a check on the Twitter. That's what you said. Right. You got to live by your word. I, uh, That's I, the problem. The media has to start living by the truth and not try to right. create a narrative. Michael Vanderveen. Yeah. Thank you for Citizen. joining us. I, I do appreciate. Yeah. Okay. I, I, I see you taking off your microphone now. That was President Trump's defense attorney, Michael Vanderveen. Folks, good afternoon. How great is he? It's John DePietro on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. Right now it's 156. Now I want to remind you, it's going to be a little drizzly this afternoon. There's going to be a lot of uh, ice melting. Could be this afternoon, could be some flurries, or tonight there could be some flurries mixed in with some rain, freezing rain. Remember, if you ever find yourself in an accident, pick up the phone and call West Fountain Auto Body at 272-3340. Now, on this President's Day, were you in an accident, maybe over the weekend? Yeah, a little fender bender, whatever happened. If your vehicle was damaged, you need to get it fixed. Call West Fountain Auto Body, 401 401- 272-3340. The original, the best since 1927. They're located at 400 West Fountain Street in Providence. Call West Fountain Auto Body today. 401-272-3340. 401-272-3340. West Fountain Auto Body. They'll fix it. Showroom-like condition. 
They're all going to work for you, not the insurance company. If you're ever in an accident, call West Fountain Auto Body, 272-3340. So, folks, good afternoon on this um, President's Day. It is school break week, as much as it's been a little odd for for kids as far as being back uh, fully into the school. Big news is more and more people are being vaccinated. More people are being vaccinated. How about the fact that I actually brought this up? What out-of-state residents have received one of every 10 COVID vaccine doses administered so far in Rhode Island. So that's 10%, right? One of every 10, but a big part of it is it's because of how they're administering a number of the people who work in the nursing homes, hospitals. They live in border communities outside of Rhode Island. But so you have people that are not even Rhode Islanders that are getting a lot of the vaccines, a large number of the, the vaccines, I should say. But it will um, continue to get better. Uh, Target 12 analysis, uh, at least 10,000 residents. The most vaccinations have gone to. Central Falls, East Greenwich, Warwick, downtown Providence, and the east side neighborhood of Providence. The smallest number of doses have gone to people living in the west end of Providence, Elmwood Reservoir, Lower South Providence, Tiverton, Cranston, Smith Hill, Elmhurst neighborhoods of Providence. So in December, the Rhode Island, so Central Falls folks, though, this whole business about equity that you're always hearing about. Uh, they certainly have made a big push to get it to the people of Central Falls, without question. Rhode Island, here's a recent headline. Rhode Island uh, surpasses 100,000 first doses of the vaccine and fewest hospitalizations since Halloween. So that is good news. The numbers are going down. The vaccine is working and I think over the course of the weekend, more people definitely get out. Well, folks, it's 1.59 on this Monday. Again, it's John DiPietro. Now, coming up at 2 o'clock will be the 2 o'clock news, then the John Dion program. We're back tomorrow at 11. Now, remember, go to the website, dipietro.com. If you want to get a hold of me, you can go to the website, dipietro.com, D-E-P-E-T-R-O.com. Click on Contact John, and you can uh, shoot me a quick email if you want more information on the show. If you want to advertise on the show. Go to the website, dipetro.com. So enjoy this President's Day. It's going to be a little bit of a wintry mix this afternoon. Be careful. WNRI Winsocket.